All right. You good for nothing, Scallywags. It is Friday, January 19th, 2024. Approximately 1.39 Central European time. And, um, you know, there's a few different things that I've been thinking about. One specifically being on whether or not one should rock the boat. I think this is a fascinating question that opens up a lot of uh, interesting discussions, dynamics, and opportunities. And, um, and I think it's a good place to start. Should one or should one not rock the boat? You know, there's many people that say that one should absolutely not rock the boat. And there's something to this. However, at the same time, of course, there's many people that say that one should rock the boat. Perhaps one should rock the boat on on the regular. And, uh, you know, then the question then becomes... Are you even rocking the boat, or is the boat being rocked by outside forces? This is a secondary question, though is perhaps related, and is in fact the primary question. Because, you know, perhaps the boat is being rocked by others, other forces, other people. And there's nothing one can do about it. This is possible. So, you know, it it comes back in a way to idealism, of course. That, you know, um, we like to think that, you know, everything is in our control. Perhaps it is, perhaps it isn't. Perhaps we do have some sort of say or... If we can rock the boat, or if we cannot rock the boat, or, you know, if we should rock the boat, or if we should not rock the boat. Though, you know, if you tell that to the waves, to the storm, I mean, well, they would laugh at you in your futile attempts to dictate whether or not the boat will be rocked. Um, I hope you're getting this. I hope you're writing it down. I hope you're rewinding if you need to. And I hope that you see what I'm getting at. And if you do not, well, blame yourself or blame me. Um, Because, you know, blame others, the outside forces. I know this is contrary to, you know, a lot of... Uh, you know, what people say, um, and, you know, I get that, and there are points to that, the fact that, um, um, you know, taking control of one's own destiny, sure, there's a lot to that, there's a lot to be said about that, however, um, Remember, um, there are outside forces, so there is this dichotomy there of, you know, uh, nature, um, uh, 
and specifically the waves and the storm as we carry on this metaphor of the boat and the ship. So even though we try not to rock the boat, the boat may be rocked. You see what I mean? So I guess then the question becomes, is it being rocked outside of our own perception, of our own consciousness? And do we have a say in the matter? Is there a way to appease the gods, the waves, the storm? This goes back to the ancient practice of sacrifice. One could sacrifice... Perhaps one's own daughter could be sacrificed to appease the gods. This harkens back to what uh, Agamemnon did uh, before sailing off to Troy. He sacrificed his own daughter to appease Poseidon so that Poseidon may grant him um, and his forces safe passage to Troy. Uh, On a side note, um, I did have one qualm. I had had, uh, a few different qualms with the movie Troy. It's not a bad movie at all. However, um, as to its uh, accuracy when it came to how uh, close it came to the text of the Iliad, um, it wasn't it wasn't close at all, um, and I'm just there's one point in specific without going into you know the various different uh, issues, but uh, one point in specific is in the movie um, Menelaus dies. Uh, Menelaus being uh, king Menelaus or Menelaus, however, not really sure how you pronounce it, but point is. Uh, Agamemnon's brother, um, King King Menelaus, uh, they were all kings there. Um, uh, what um, you know, he was the uh, the king who uh, was married to Helen, and then who um, uh, so it's basically how the whole thing starts, right? With uh, when Paris and Helen um, leave. Um, uh, Menelaus and go to Troy. So leave the Greece and go to Troy. And what uh, happens is then, of course, Menelaus um, goes to his brother Agamemnon, who was um, pretty much the the you know the king of kings in that area. Um, he had uh, pretty much uh, brought all of uh, the rest of the Greek kingdoms. This is before city states, really. I mean, as to when. Uh, it gets all nebulous and iffy as to you know if this actually happened, um, but it's before the golden age of Greece. As to the exact dates, um, very hard to ascertain and even approximate. Um, of course, you have uh, um, you still did have Spartan. Uh, Menelaus was a uh, king of Spartan of Sparta, if I'm not mistaken. And you did have something resembling Athens. Yeah, I think you actually had an Athens, even though it wasn't the you know the great city state that it would become. And of course, you have Ithaca, where Odysseus is, and then you've got Achilles doing his thing. You know, king. I forgot he's the king of one of some kingdom there, and Ajax and uh, the other Greek heroes. Point being is that. Um, 
they had all sworn oath uh, beforehand, um, all of the, you know, the major Greek heroes there of the story had previously all uh, attempted to win Helen's hand, Helen Helen being Helen of Sparta, uh, who then becomes Helen of Troy, Helen of Sparta, when she marries Menelaus. And before that, I'm not really sure where she was from. And of course, this is an example of, um, you know, the patriarchy, if you want to put it that way. Um so point is they had all tried to win her hand and uh to to calm things down odysseus had come up with the idea that uh in case anything should happen to helen um all of the greek heroes would have to would swore an oath to uh you know to to get her back basically um so it's basically what happens uh, once uh, Paris and Helen, um, uh, you know, leave Sparta. Uh, King Menelaus is obviously very pissed off, and he um, basically um, calls upon all the other Greek heroes to, um, you know, stick to their oath, which is why they have to uh, to go and fight. Um, aside from the fact that Agamemnon was a you know a bloodthirsty power hungry king and did want to um, they say um, find an excuse to conquer Troy anyways and this happened to be the perfect excuse so he gladly took up his brother's cause and um, united all the you know the Greeks under his banner which he had pre- previously already done basically having um, you know, through, uh, uh, you know, battles and alliances, pretty much claimed all the Greece for himself. Um, but uh, he always did look at Troy as, you know, what uh, what would be his crowning achievement. Point is that he did sacrifice his own daughter. Uh, I forgot her name. Uh, you can look it up. He did sacrifice his own daughter right there on the shore uh, to Poseidon in order to make sure the ship's got uh, good weather. So that's, um, I mean, that's a move right there. It's a very bold move. Um, it's, um, it's hard to really think about it too much. Um he does pay the ultimate price later on because of that. Um, he ends up, of course, as we know, he does end up uh, winning uh, the war against Troy. He, he ends up sacking Troy and um, conquering Troy. However, when he gets back home to Greece, um, in another separate uh, story, if I'm not, I don't think it's in the Iliad itself. It's in a, I might be though. I might be wrong. Uh, it's in a separate. Uh, might have been the play. Might have been a play by one of the one of the playwrights. Um, that it, it was actually his wife, who ends up killing him, as uh, as revenge for the uh, the murder or the sacrifice, however you want to put it, of his daughter. So, you know, the gods have a way of uh, of, uh, of laughing, I guess. 
um, Poseidon obviously laughed the entire time he was he got his tribute and his sacrifices well at the same time he continued to um, muddle in the uh, in the affairs of the Greeks and uh, and Trojans uh, as did various other gods and goddesses most of them um, as this was the biggest clash of the ancient world my point being is that when we look at these storms and waves of life and we try to ask ourselves whether they are interior or exterior we also need to ask ourselves is there something that can be done to appease these outside forces or perhaps inside forces as we make our way through these storms and waves and if so will there be consequences for this appeasement i think we should think about that will there be consequences for this appeasement even if we somehow do and are able to calm the storms and the waves will we have to pay for this calm down the road is there anything in life that goes unpunished that's the question of the day on this Friday January 19th 2024